Welcome to the Marketing Mondays podcast, where we explore how we can make your offerings stand out in the health and wellness space. Through conversations with thought leaders and innovators in health and wellness marketing, we'll discuss marketing best practices, case studies, and innovative ideas to help scale your business and grow revenues with impact. I'm excited to be your host. My name's Andrea Borcha. I'm a fractional CMO and owner of the Dia Creative Marketing Agency. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Mondays. I'm your host, Andrea Borcha, CMO of Dia Creative, a digital marketing agency that specializes in health and wellness marketing as a full service option for you. I am very excited to bring a 20-year brand and marketing professional, Tanita Sandu, Head of Global Brand and Corporate Marketing at Zep Health. Tanita, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Andrea. Tell me a little bit more about Zep Health. Sure. So Zep Health is uh, basically a health uh, wearable technology brand. Um, we've got about uh, 40 million plus active users. Um, oh, we're, we're, thank you. So we're very much um, a global brand uh, doing uh, a bit of um wellness, fitness, and and um, health uh, solutions. So for example, we've got a smartwatch brand called Amazfit. Um, and then we've got a hearing aid solution uh, called Zap Clarity. And we recently launched a mindfulness um, sleep-powered uh, uh, app called Zap Aura. So it's a lot about and all about really empowering people to live their best lives from a health, fitness, and wellness perspective. That's incredible. So you've got a pretty big marketing challenge then because you've got multiple brands under the same concept. Uh, Tell me a little bit about how you manage all that nuance across all these brands. Absolutely. So so that that was one of the first challenge uh, that I had to... um, tackle uh, and and realizing that actually Zap Health um, is all about looking to really empower people to realize their wellness journeys. Um, and um, initially the sub brands were creating their own proposition, which is which is fine, right? Because the Amazfit brand is very much about fitness and and using the smartwatch, um, you know, to track your and 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 measure the metrics of how many steps you've taken, for example, right? Yeah. Um, and then the Zap Clarity brand is very focused to help people with hearing loss to be able to um, use these earbuds to help them hear better. Um, and then Zep Aura is really about helping people who have problems sleeping or need to relax. So the opportunity was first to kind of capture what is the bigger purpose, right? So that's that you and I were chatting earlier that, you know, the, the brand building exercise does not start with, oh, let's do a demand gen campaign or let's look at SEO and let's look at buying ads, right? It has to come back to the core of, hey, why do we exist, right? What is our purpose? Um, and 
uh, ZepHealth's initial purpose was connecting health with technology, which, which I guess was serving the brand when it first started in 2010, which was using the power of technology, right, to connect health. But it it was lacking that human element. Uh, because at the end of the day, the technology is only as good as how it actually impacts people's lives, right? Definitely. So doing the the exercise of recognizing that actually, you know, at the at the heart of everything that we do is about people. So we came up with a a broader purpose of saying that Zap Health is about helping people live better. Um, and ah. and and. Right. And then being able to take that purpose and then align that purpose across the vertical brands made the narrative one more authentic mm-hmm. um, and uh, of value because, you know, Zap Health is about helping people live better. And we do that by having a smartwatch brand, which is Amazfit, to allow you to have the best access, the most accurate, reliable access to your data so that you perform better. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you do your 10,000 steps, but you know, it's like, <laughs> right. It's like, Oh, today I did 5,000. And then you're looking at your watch and it's like, Hey, good work. You know, tomorrow you, it motivates you. Right. Uh, and, and so, and so forth. So I think having, and understanding your why is so, is so so critical uh, to build the su- a, a successful strategy that then starts to, I would say, become your footprint across every touch point. Right. So yeah. in in brand world, we always say that your brand is your experience. And and that really means across every touch point, right? It's not just a pretty logo, not a good looking website, right? Um, yeah. It's everything. And then and then creating that playbook, right? Of the behaviors, the actions, uh, uh, the narrative, uh, the frontliners, how do they engage? All of that starts to have a very considerable approach to to brand building. Absolutely. I mean, and I love the way you kind of, one, defined a brand for Zep Health because it gives you the flexibility to add more technology as as long as it fits under that brand. Yes. Uh, But I I really think that that's the important lesson to take home from this is like, if you start with demand gen or SEO and all these other things, like you said, there's a really good chance that those are going to sound like they come from three, four, five different companies. Like you have to start with that why, like you said, yes. otherwise, uh, like, I don't even know how you build out from there. Are you finding that people are understanding that when you come into a new role or when you're, when you're coming into work on brand or, or do you feel like people are still like, well, no, just let, let's just run ahead of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say the letter, uh, because there is a, an, a constant urgent, uh, you know, need to to be out there, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and 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 I, I I I empathize with the marketing folks because you know the pressure is on, right? Uh, and and so I think that having had the opportunity to work in so many different vertical industries uh, in different markets, um, and then being able to also understand that different stakeholders have different idea of what is important to them. 
Um, so the first, the first thing I would recommend, uh, if anyone is is having to undertake this challenge in in their in their current role, is really to bring all the stakeholders together and and create a bit of a a workshop to draw insights because by asking everyone what is really important to them um and and being able to also ask them what do they think yeah. is the brand purpose um will will unravel uh, a lot of insights but you'll start to also see that there's some commonalities right yeah. oh you know and and i think i think it's it's um it's an exercise worth uh going through because then people will will understand why brand building is important because brand building is about creating a long-term relationship right with your your stakeholders mm-hmm. uh, and, and that was the interesting thing for us at zap health because at the end of the day when we look at the whole idea of of uh preventive health right preventive health is about taking care of yourself before yep. it's you you get to a stage where you actually need to to get more medical um help so preventive health is about understanding that everyone has a life cycle so to speak <laughs> uh, and and so you start with fitness right and and a lot of us are in urban communities and the idea of you know needing to go out and and take a walk yeah. or, or 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 get some exercise uh time and time and again is proven to to help us cope better with with life's pressures but also as as that person gets older you've got other type of you know um um situations that comes with age for example not being able to hear too mm-hmm. well right so so that's also helping you know our solutions going to help you live better you know um now with this influx of you know everything is about mindfulness and and meditation yeah. apps i mean i think just in the last 10 years um that market has that wellness market has just exploded right oh, yeah absolutely you know? and and so now people in fact um there was a study on on sleep and the fact that you know the, that that sleep depri- deprivation is not considered a massive health issue a global health issue right yeah so i saw that are, and it's and and so so the fact of the matter is that we are touching people's lives different at different points of their journey and and so being able to say that hey we're here to help people live better regardless of where they are and which chapter they are um that's called building the long-term relationship with that with that person right so yeah. you can't escape that. It's it's not a short-term gain. I, I think that really reiterates why brand is particularly important in health and wellness, right? A, a lot of yeah. times in this podcast, we talk about building trust, making sure that people will trust you with their health, that you care about them, that you're not just in it for the dollar. And I think anyone that's either starting a healthcare company or has one that's been around for a while, that brand is that long-term relationship. 
you you did say something super interesting before uh, this conversation about how most organizations don't realize that they don't own their brand. So I think that's really interesting. T- tell me a little bit more about that. Totally. And and I think most of now with social media, right? Yeah. And, and the fact that the power of the brand is in the hands of the people, <laughs> Right. So, you know, you can be at uh, any any medical uh, organization or online, offline, it doesn't matter. But the minute someone feels that they're not getting the desired experience, right, the first place they would go and, and, and make that known would be on a social media channel. Yeah. Right. So so that therefore you all the more, right, you can make a promise and then not deliver on it, right? Because that brand will be called out quite simply. And uh, I, I like what you're saying about the fact that I, I also personally feel that the, the healthcare and the wellness industry really should revisit a lot of their uh, promises and proposition. Um, because, you know, when you when you look at a healthcare, like if you go to a hospital, um, I'm always, always surprised as to why the walls looks, everything looks so, so, so somber. You know, <laughs> that's you're, true. That's really funny. <laughs> right. Point. Yeah. And you go, okay, so we're already feeling stressed that we're in a hospital, but the environment around it makes it even more so. So, so mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that some of the newer hospitals, um, have started to put art, like, you know, like really inspiring art, uh, music in certain areas, because we know that, you know, music can lift someone's soul and spirit. Yeah. And so these are all the little touch points, right? That that the idea of, of you know, ultimately it's a service industry. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's an opportunity to be of service right to to the community to which you are engaging with um and so i think i think there is definitely an opportunity for some of this uh long established brands to kind of revisit um more around the experience because um the brand like i said it's not it's not owned by by that organization or that institute right it, it's really it's really owned by the people I think that's a great example. A lot of people will create a brand, a brand book, and then they'll just put it on a shelf somewhere and like, okay, check, we did that. We're good. Um, But but that's absolutely true. That's a good example. If your brand is that we make you feel safe and comfortable, comfortable through your health journey, but then you go into a somber, scary emergency room, you're not living up to your brand. And you're absolutely right then, because then on social, people will call you out. It's like, you said you're going to give me a, a pleasant experience. This is unpleasant. <laughs> That's not acceptable. Yeah, uh, exactly. That. Yeah. And and also just, just being able to, I like what you're saying, and it's very true where the brand book is done and everybody goes sigh of relief and it's done. And, and you're like, actually, that's just the beginning because now we have to bring, you know, take the brand book and bring it to life, yep. right? And and I think a lot of it has to do with with spending time with the people that are actually going to represent your brand, right? Um, and and I mean every single 
person, right? It's not just, uh, oh, you know, let's train the management on on the brand and, and what it represents because they're going to be speaking to the media, for example. Um, no, it, it has to be that every single person that represents your brand is your brand ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so you have to take the time to really um, introduce the brand and that becomes culture. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's also part of your brand experience. It's I not just it. external, Absolutely. it's internal as well. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes. And, and, and all of this comes back to like why you start with brand, how it has to then, because it is the guide for everything else you do if you've done brand, right? And, it, and if you're doing a good job of communicating that brand internally and externally, and if you're not, then, then you just become this haphazard mess. Yes. Uh, I can imagine this gets even more complicated when you go global and you're doing global brands. So how do you how do you even manage that with different cultural norms and laws and complications? Like how how do you yeah. ensure that you're you're a brand that can extend globally? So that comes back to defining a a a, a unique but a very human purpose, right? Because again, to be able to to want to capture a purpose that is relevant in one market, that is a campaign. That's not, you know, that that is about resonating and and delivering a campaign. Um, for example, right? Let's just say we want to we want to launch um, our our next series of Sport Watch, and we we realize that, for example, um, cycling is a massive activity, mm-hmm. right? In certain markets while running is a, a massive activity in other markets, right? So so the idea is to be able to still craft the narrative of helping people live better, but then the campaign could be customized and personalized to suit right that particular market needs so that it's relevant to the people, right? Yeah. So that's kind of how, you know, I would, I, I mean, that's how we do it. Um, and that's how it should be done so that, you know, you're not basically doing a, a peel over and then go, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it works. Right. It, it doesn't, it does not work. Um, and, and, and I, and, you know, just a quick experience, uh, a, a real case study to share. So when I was based in Dubai in the Middle East um, and I was working on an FMCG brand um out of the out of North America, and uh, they had sent uh, deodorant bottles to serve the market in in Saudi Arabia, um, and the bottles were targeting the women, and it, the, the color was the typical pink uh, colors, and it was very interesting because we we said we're not sure if the the Saudi women actually like pink, and they were like, of course they do. And that was the assumption, uh-huh. but but we pushed back and said we like to we like to do a little bit of a mini focus group and and really get the insights before we start to market them, and we did a uh, focus group with about thirty women, different different demographics, and the first thing they said is we're highly insulted that there is this assumption that just because we're women we like the color pink. Ah, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and so and so that's where you know, c- coming back to your point of 
of really understanding local needs means having local insights mm-hmm. uh, and never, never drawing on assumptions because, you know, that that is a a a a, a very expensive pitfall. Uh, so, so taking that time to do the research and getting the insights is extremely critical to any any local global campaign. Definitely, and and it sounds like their brand didn't have to be pink. Like I like that you brought brand back to human because their humans are everywhere, regardless of country. Yes. Um, but but making those local assumptions is where you have a pitfall. But if you go back to brand, you can still be on brand and be local. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then that comes back to, you know, having a secondary color palette that might be a little bit more, you know, uh, I would say uh, flexible so that you can still apply different color palettes, but it's still within your brand color wheel, for example. Definitely. How often do you think a company should go back and check in on their brand or reevaluate their brand, kind of make sure that they're still on brand and the brand's appropriate? Totally. So I think uh, I I think it's necessary to do it yearly in the sense of being able to audit uh, because we are you know the 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 worlds of the physical and digital are are you know colliding right and and there and so being able to have your pulse uh, on how the brand is viewed or experienced or is engaging. Um, and and doing a, a yearly audit, I think, will help you to kind of gauge where you are today, you know, where are the gaps, what's the opportunity. So I, I would recommend yearly audits and, and reviews. Nice. And then a, a, a deeper brand dive. What does that entail? You're saying bring the whole team together, make sure that you have every aspect. But if you're new and starting out, you know, how, how do you recommend starting? Like, what are the questions you should ask yourself? Oh, so I think the first question to ask yourself is um, your why, right? And 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 coming back to that, that's going to be de- to deter- to determine what would potentially be your purpose, right? Um, and and so why do we do what we do, right? And then to for whom, right? And, and what is the value offer, right? Yeah. And also benchmarking, right? So, so not being very insular in the approach of saying, well, you know, we're going to offer the best possible service there is. And, and so not being vague, you know, being being as as clear as possible on what is it that you're offering, right? Absolutely. Um, and identifying then what the opportunity is uh, within that scope of what you're offering, and looking at your benchmark is such a healthy way to understand your market, your peers, and also. Um, doing social listening, you know, one of the things is not just looking at someone's website, like that's, that is done. You just go to their social media channels, right. And actually take the time to read, what are they posting? What kind of feedback are they getting? Um, stalk them basically, (laughs) but, (laughs) but really to get, to, to, to get a very deep understanding of, you know, who you're up against. Right. And then being able to go, okay, um, 
I, I would also say that besides the benchmarking, um, if you have existing clients or customers, um, you know, invite them to be part of your your discovery, uh, and 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 that way they'll appreciate the fact that you want to improve, right? Hey, you know, we want to we you know we're looking to re revisit our our brand and and what we do. We love to get your feedback and your support, you know. So so giving giving some of that autonomy right of that brand building and inviting the community to be part of it is actually very very powerful and hugely impactful yeah i i i feel like one of the biggest mistakes i see when people first start is they try to be everything to everyone but you're not going to do that you're no, never going to happen so no and that's always the biggest uh challenge when you are trying to <laughs> steer the direction right and you're trying yeah. to create the north star uh amongst your stakeholders it's like yeah we, we're smart and, and we're efficient <laughs> and you know and, and who and, isn't <laughs> and we're affordable and we're better than the rest. And you're yeah. like, okay, we got to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, with, with health and wellness marketing in particular, how do you see the market evolving over the next five to 10 years? Is there anything that companies should be focusing on as they evolve their marketing? I would say that the, the, the company or anyone should really be focusing on the brand and the brand touch points. I I, I really feel that um, if you take care of the the journey, right, in which you want your brand to to communicate what it offers, and then you want people to experience that, um, creating a bit of a mapping journey online, offline, whether you're you're in a direct channel, indirect channel, recognizing that. You know, what are the pain points that, you know, you need to solve so that the journey becomes seamless? The journey is integrated, um, I think, is really going to be a key differentiator. Absolutely. I love that. Well, Tanita, is there any last advice you give to someone when they think through brand and marketing, especially in this space? Um. I would recommend uh, be fearless. Um, you know, it 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 is a process, but it it's a journey, and and know that you know brand building is a very dynamic process. Um, and um, I think if you embrace it from the long term perspective, then you will be able to put the right building blocks to build the right brand for you. Yeah. Long term, <laughs> you're not trying to build something that's a fly by night. Perfect. Yes. yes. Well, that's been our episode. Thank you so much again. That was Tanita Sandu from Zep Health. Where can they find out more about Zep Health? Oh, they can go to www.zep.com. Z e p p dot com. Perfect. And thank you, everyone. Once again, I'm your host Andrea Borches, CMO of Dia Creative, and hope to see you again next time. Thanks again for listening to Marketing Mondays. If you have any marketing questions at all, feel free to reach out to me directly at diacreative.com. That's D-I-A creative.com.